0: Ben Hartley, where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business, your relationships, and your mindset. If you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post, visit sixfigurephotography.com. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, Hopefully this isn't your first rodeo. This isn't your first time here. If it is, welcome. The purpose of the podcast is to help you grow your business. And we're going to do that in really three key areas to help you win more inquiries, to help you maximize your profits, and to help you overcome your limiting beliefs. And today we've got someone who's really hit on all three of these areas consistently throughout his business. I have Pi Jersa with us today. He's the frameworks guy. Actually, listen, it's kind of funny. I was telling Pi off air, that his bio is so dense. It's got so much going on that I was slightly annoyed that I've got to figure out how to say it all. And he's like, Ben, 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 just simplify it. Just let people know that I'm the frameworks guy. But it's not enough justice, you guys. You need to understand what Pai has accomplished and what he continues to do for this industry. So Pi Jersa, he's the director. He's a director, photographer, and educator. He's a founder and partner of Lynn and Jersa Photography. Uh, they're out in Southern California. They're doing weddings, uh, portrait photography there. Um, we'll, we'll see what else. Uh, SLR Lounge, this is a photographer. Education website. Um, he's the developer of the visual flow presets uh, and workflow system. We'll talk a bit about that. He's now the host of the Think Stupid Simple podcast. Did I say it right? The Think Stupid Simple yeah. Podcast? Yeah. We're actually switching um,
2: over to 12-week U, but yes.
1: Okay, sweet. It's going to be renamed 12-week U. Maybe by the time that you tune into this podcast, it'll be the 12-week you podcast. Um, ultimately, it's this. Pi devotes his time to helping photographers and business owners develop their shooting and their business skills. And so, Pi, thanks for being here today, man.
2: Dude, thank you for that incredible introduction. That was that was very kind of you. <laughs> Even better than the first time that you said it.
1: So. <laughs> Perfect, man. Hey, I'll so give you twenty bucks. 12, Twelve week you podcast. Um, when people go to search for that. Is it going to be like twelve week? Just the letter U, twelve like like university yeah, or why
2: twelve week? The letter U, um, and that's exactly what it stands for. Is twelve week university? The
1: okay. yeah, that's awesome. Um, so man, it should
2: be everything should be twelve week U now, but we're going to restart everything in August.
1: Yeah. Okay. I love it. Well, you've done something incredible with just about all of the businesses that you've had your hands in. And that's what we're going to be taking the conversation today. We're going to take the conversation towards the direction of like organic growth through viral content. Um, And so uh, I'm curious, when, when was the first time that we'll say you struck gold? I'm going to word it that way but I could be wrong. I'm going to word it as striking gold because in my brain, every time I see viral content, I just imagine like someone got lucky and they just like, it just happened, but maybe it was incredibly systematized. Do you you mind sharing the first time something of yours, uh, if you could recall, maybe went viral?
2: Yeah. I mean, I would probably go back to like early YouTube stuff. Like Mm. we had some early videos, honestly, like kind of fundamentals of photography. We did like a an iPhone photography tutorial that was a follow-up to the f-stoppers and they did one, this is like seven, eight years ago. Yeah. Um, so those are probably the the first time we kind of had a taste of it. Um, yeah. And then over time, we kind of just figured out like, how do you create content? How do you make good content? How do you grow a community? Um, this past year, actually during covid uh it was i had kind of downtime in june and i was creating a bunch of different education things but i thought you know with TikTok kind of blowing up um it would be interesting if i started from scratch just taking everything that i know about how to create good content i'm going to put it into a framework and so i designed a framework on how to create good content ideally content that you know from time to time also goes viral And it wasn't six months into this, I was posting like three, four times a week, Um, six months in, I started from zero in June and surpassed a million by the end of 2020. Um, And I was like, I wonder if this applies to other platforms. So in January, I took the same approach over to Instagram. And I was like, at this point, I'm kind of just proving the the model. Uh, And so I took my Instagram account from 20,000 to 200,000 in about, about two months. And then I kind of slowed it all down and said, okay, everything works. Um, All I'm going to do now is kind of create a course out of it and create like the entire process. But it's something that I've like, I've done education for a long time. It's, it's been kind of my entire, I would say I've been doing education for 20 years, knowing how to make something go viral is, is pretty simple. Mm -hmm. Um, it's not going to be one of those things that you're going to be able to hit on every single time. It's it's a framework and one out of every 10 is going to go big. The other nine are just going to do okay. And you just keep repeating the formula basically.
1: Yeah. Is it helpful to define like, I feel like viral is one of those buzzwords. It's kind of like, well, what is viral? And and it may be helpful to even reframe that because viral for a niche boutique wedding photography business maybe a little bit different than like a viral from a mainstream uh, e- angle of content. How would you define going viral?
2: It's a really good question. So in, in my opinion, virality is achieved whenever you organically reach a large number of people that are actually interested in what your primary service or business is. So mm-hmm. like if your typical post gets a few hundred views and you post something and it gets 30,000 views the next time and it's hitting the audience you're trying to reach. I would say you've already hit a measure of virality. The issue that I have with people wanting to go viral is that they don't necessarily understand. And this is where in the framework, I kind of I show examples that you can get 5 million people to view something. It doesn't necessarily translate into a single sale mm. um, or, or anything unless the 5 million people are actually directly interested in what you have to offer. yeah. So virality for the sake of virality is pretty useless unless your goal is just to make money off advertising, in which case you need every video to be in the millions. Like that's Mm -hmm. the only way to really make a significant living off of the advertising function. Otherwise your aim shouldn't necessarily be like millions. It should be getting a beyond a beyond average reach and engagement with your typical posts but mm-hmm. for your target audience that to me is virality
1: yeah love it there's so many places that we could be posting content as a creative um between you know Instagram Facebook TikTok YouTube uh blog posts getting published main actual like uh, mainstream media news outlets all this kind of stuff um, I imagine I'm making this up. i I'm, I imagine that some of these are going to be stacked more in your favor, uh, in regards to just like the success rate of, of having a chance to go viral. If, if you were to be working with a photographer right now that was wanting to increase their organic reach to their target client and, and you know, in this community, we've got a lot of photographers, wedding portrait, um, some commercial photographers, where is the best opportunity for viral content as of july 14th 2021
2: i mean so my my approach is actually a kind of multi-prong approach so it starts with the blog entry Mm -hmm. um the blog entry is unlikely to go viral on its own but Mm -hmm. well designed it will gain seo based traffic it's a long-term kind of marketing asset and because Creating a viral concept requires you to kind of write the concept. So the concept itself might as well be in the format of a blog entry. Hmm. Then you decide on, okay, where do I want to actually publish the video? I don't know that there's like Instagram Reels and TikTok um, are probably the two places that are most favoring of new creators, basically, people that don't have existing audiences but at the same time it's the same it's the same content the same structure for creating that applies to every single platform the only difference is how much time do you want to be spending doing it so i usually i kind of tell people in in this course is like if you want to make let's say education your thing like let's say you want to make videos you want them to be long form you have the time you know Mm -hmm. 10 20 hours a week to invest in this and this is a long-term endeavor then I would put you on YouTube because that's going to be the place where long-form content. Um, you know, you're going to have a better pay-per-click on advertising. You're going to have a, a better long kind of career, basically on on YouTube. Yeah. If you're looking at short pieces that are effective, and maybe I only want to spend a few hours a week doing this, and that's in addition to my other stuff, then I would put you onto Instagram, and we'd be doing reels, posts, mm-hmm. um, as well as TikTok. So. Those two are, are kind of, they have a lot of nice crossover between them. Um, but Instagram reels would be the place that would probably make most sense for Instagram reels and Instagram posts in general would be the place that would make most sense for the photographer audience because they're already there. They're already probably somewhat invested. They have their images up. And now we're just going to add one additional function. And the Instagram algorithm is very favorable to, to smaller audiences. It's really just based mm-hmm. off of engagement and percentage of watch time.
1: Yeah. It's awesome. As I'm hearing you talk about this, going back to my original point of like the first time you struck gold, I, I'm hearing that this is so much uh, about like you've got a framework for this, you've got a system for this, and 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 there's a uh, there's a maybe like a tracking that you're doing. I, I guess I'm trying to access that. It seems rather analytical the approach that you have. Um, is that right. true or not?
2: Yes. It's very, very analytical. If it yeah. weren't, I, I wouldn't be creating a framework around it unless it was something repeatable. Uh, um, yeah. if it was just dumb luck, then, you know, I would kind of move on to something else, but it is a very repeatable formula. And at this point I can kind of, I can gauge a video before it even goes out and say, this is going to be strong. This will have a Eighty percent chance of really getting to a broad audience. This mm. is more for my core audience, and it's going to be a smaller views. So this is going to be more for. So it's once you start seeing it and understanding the patterns, it's very replicable.
1: Mm. Okay, it's awesome. Do you mind getting into a little bit of uh, uh, of the framework of like what makes a great piece of of content go viral? Like what what is the makeup of it? What are the ingredients, if you will?
2: Absolutely. I you know, I should have just pulled up the can I actually screen
1: share? Oh sure. So as as Pi's Pi doing this, um Uh, Podcast listeners, this is um, clearly being broadcast as a video and there's early access to pretty much every episode of the podcast over at my mastermind group and the mastermind group. I do behind the scenes uh, podcast recordings uh, as videos. And a lot of times we get a chance to screen share and and interact there. And then they get um, essentially remastered for the podcast. And so if you'd like to actually get a reference to see what pie is, 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 talking about here, you can go to benhartley.com forward slash mastermind, benhartley.com forward slash mastermind. It's a free space. Uh, there's 17,000 other people there. Um, and so we'd love to have you there. And then once you're in the mastermind group, just go ahead and search for Pi's name, Pi Jersa, And this uh, podcast interview as a, as a video is going to go ahead and pop up. Um, so Pi, I'm going to go ahead and give uh, you permission to share your screen. And um, okay. I'm excited to to kind of talk through this structure uh for everyone
2: okay so you guys are gonna get a sneak peek here so let's pull this up this is not available so you should be seeing my little screen over here on the left side yeah so i would appreciate if you guys want a screenshot you're totally fine to find a screenshot but please don't share or take this anywhere yet <laughs> um but what you're seeing is actually the uh, first viral. So we have a 12 week coaching program that will be coming to 12 week you. So this is the very first one and it's the 12 week viral marketer. Um, and in 12 weeks, we're going to walk through the entire framework and structure of like how to create good content. Now I'm going to fast forward a little bit because the first things that we typically do is we, we talk about what you're selling. We're going to help you to identify who you're selling to. We're going to go through the why should they care? We're going to develop your personas, go and build a clarified message. This is the structure of like understanding what it is you're trying to create and who you're speaking to. I'm going to skip straight to this piece. Hmm. So this is the helps framework. So um, I've labeled this the helps framework because good content helps, right? So the, the aim of what you're creating, the way that you're going to market is actually by creating value, is by helping other people. Mm-hmm. Um, that is unless you're like Ben and you're just inherently funny and you can write super funny stuff that people want to share. <laughs> it
1: know. helps. It helps them because it, it's entertains by the way. Thank you.
2: <laughs> so, so good content helps and it begins with a headline. Um, so your headline is, this is a, a, a title that's incredibly engaging and it gives them an idea of what they're about to consume. And mm. some people might go like, well, that sounds like clickbait. Well, the, the, the whole reason that clickbait is actually clickbait is because what you clicked on, didn't get you what was promised, right? If you found a headline and it was an incredible headline and it actually delivered on the promise, yep. you wouldn't call it clickbait. You'd say that that's accurate. So what we want to do is create a really great title or topic that's going to get people engaged and give them an idea of what they're about to jump into. It's going to go then to the example. So this can be if you're a photographer, this can be in visual form, like the type of image you're going to create or something. If you're if you're teaching and you're saying get into the action, that's the whole premise of mm-hmm. you know getting in the action. You'll create incredible imagery. The first image should be an example of that. Um, if it's written, then we provide an example. Ideally, something that's relatable, maybe something from your own your own kind of past, something that you've experienced, something that your audience can actually relate to. Then you're going to go to the lead. This is your opening kind of why it's essentially your hook. Hmm. So your lead is like, you know, stop taking pictures like this. Instead, I'm going to show you something better. So it's kind of that lead into what it is that i be gaining. From there, we go to points. Points are easily digestible pieces of information. I say points because I want you to think about them as bullet points. Mm-hmm. So number one, number two, number three, um, you know, first, we're going to do this. Second, you're going to do this and then finally you end with support support is your own call to action your function on how these people can learn more how they can help you this is your ending piece follow me to learn more about photography or you know follow me if you want to <laughs> anything like learn business yeah um, you know follow me to get more tips and inspiration for your wedding day it can be anything that you want but that's your support piece at the end
1: it's fun as you as you share this structure um you know I follow you on on the TikTokies and uh and on Reels and um you just made a recent one um a a recent reel that was about the headline was actually, if you go back to that, I can kind of reference it. The headline was something along the lines of like uh, how to take better groomsmen portraits or something like that. It was a very clear headline that you had. And then you immediately flash a photograph of what it's going to look like. It's like, here's the example of what you're going to do. And then step three, the lead or, or like the why we're doing this, you then cut back to like you know, this is how most people take these portraits of the groomsmen. And, you know, it's kind of like these awkward angles and flat footed. Uh, And then you step through step one, adjust the feet. You're going to go for a contrapostal uh, kind of balance uh, uh, placement. You just go through the the whole thing point by point, do this, do this, do this nose to the light. And then step five, your call to action was like, follow me on Instagram for more tips to improve your photography or something like that. And it was, it was literally this exact structure
2: it is, if you, once you learn the structure, you'll see me replicate it in every single video. Yeah. Um, the, the next piece of this is after you've kind of, and this is why, like, I always start with a blog post because you have to, you have to write something and you might as well write it in the format of a blog post. So that way you have long, like you basically have long-term organic content there on your website for SEO. Yeah. So we can kind of, kill multiple birds with one stone as we go through the process. And so you're going to follow this. If you follow me on Instagram or on TikTok, you'll see that every single video follows the exact same structure. There's Mm -hmm. nothing crazy to it. Um, There's a learning curve when it comes to actually understanding how to create good content. Like being a good educator is its own kind of learning curve. It's its own thing. So a big part of the 12 week course is like, And I've been running people through it um, on my own, just as like for case studies. And it was funny. I took um, one of my friends who runs a coaching program. She does mindset coaching for uh, women entrepreneurs. Um, I hope I said that right. Female? I don't know.
1: Female entrepreneurs, sure. Whatever.
2: (laughs) All the same. Uh, Not all the same, but please don't kill me. So anyway, she is running this coaching program and she posts this video and i go you know what all we're going to do is take your script and just plug it into this and and repost it and she goes you want me to refilm the exact same video i posted on TikTok yesterday and i go yeah you're gonna you're gonna republish it because it only got like three to five thousand views at that point when she had published it so i go let's follow the exact framework we're going to teach the exact same concept and i help her to develop the idea a little bit further and she posted the next day And by the end of the day, it had 700,000 views. And she goes, holy shit, like this actually works. But even though she had the framework at that point, she couldn't necessarily replicate it on her own because she hadn't trained her mind to think that way. Mm. So it became this, okay, with every single person that I'm bringing through it, understanding the framework is one thing, you know, going through the steps of identifying your audience. But once you start writing and creating, there's a little bit of, time where you need to create multiple scripts, multiple ideas, have them critiqued before you can shift your mindset into creating relatable content. Mm. So I made a second piece of this. So once we start creating content, we do it, we we do a little test. So you should see, let's see here. Let me see this. You should see this little test called the five S's of good content.
1: Mm-hmm. You seen that? Yeah.
2: So after you create a script or a blog post or whatever it might be, it needs to fit five primary criteria. Is it number one, simple? Number two, is it short? Like even if you're creating long form content, you shouldn't be filling time with just garbage. It, sure. However long the video is, it needs to be short for the amount of content and value you're delivering essentially. You're, you're kind concise. of getting to the point, concise. Yeah. Number three, is it shareable,
1: concise content? (laughs)
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Is it shareable? Like if I see it, am I going to want to actually share it with somebody else? Is there value there that I want to present to somebody? Hmm. Number four, does the content make me the audience member, the superhero? Am I the point of the story or are you the point of the story? Um, That's a big one for a lot of people is they write kind of, Like very me centric wording, Mm. which doesn't necessarily help me as the audience to relate to why this matters to me. And then finally, does it have that support function? Like, are we ending it in in the appropriate manner? So these are the five S's of good content that after we follow the frame of the helps framework and we create this, it should meet these five criteria. Mm. Once it's kind of funny because once you actually Follow this framework. Really all we're doing for any of these different platforms is you can kind of imagine an accordion. So on a blog post, this is the longest accordion that you would have. Okay. You can, mm-hmm, you can mm-hmm. go two, 3000 words. You're totally good. You get to YouTube and we kind of shrink it in same format, same function, same everything. But now we're trying to get it to a 10 to 15 minute kind of ideal range. You go to TikTok and now we kind of shrink it down to a 60 second accordion, where we're trying to do the same thing in a much shorter time frame, And then you go to Instagram reels, and now we're down to like, say 30 seconds, for example. So the people kind of look at, and and that was goes to your earlier questions, like which of these platforms is best. And I would say it's not really what's best. There's, there's always going to be a place that those social platforms are going to be trying to push because they're new. Those are great places to go, but The same framework applies to every single one of them. It's just about either stretching out or condensing based on where it's going.
0: makes payroll taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, this is a really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal state and local taxes. So you don't have to worry about it. Um, they make like, like W2s sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old, Gusto wear one of your many hats Uh, it gets better because for you podcast listeners you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo that's gusto.com g-u-s-t-o forward slash photo new
1: photographers often feel stuck and insecure due to a lack of support and affordable resources unscripted app for photographers empowers them with poses, prompts, templates, education, and an easy client management system to confidently turn their passion into a dream business. You can find your confidence and become a thriving photographer in just a few easy steps. Firstly, download the app and create a free account. It takes seconds. Then confidently curate your first photo shoot And empower yourself with all the inspiration and resources you need at your fingertips. With the Unscripted app, you'll get paid on time every time. Use the client management system to build your client base and book the jobs you want. Turn your passion into a dream business and never work a day in your life again with the Unscripted app.
0: So, download now and begin your seven day free trial to discover how Unscripted can transform your photography passion into a dream business.
1: One of the values of this process that that becomes really clear to me is someone who also has multiple businesses and is trying to produce his uh Content and trying to be seen organically is uh, while also <laughs> while also photographing weddings full time and being mm-hmm. husband and having three kids is the 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 time in my life is so limited and so what I see is from the structure that you just described as well is the opportunity for a very clear repurposing of content where for we're sure. starting with a long form blog post we're putting that into a video we're then pulling a slice out of that video into uh, into TikTok maybe from there repurposing that to reels, talking about it on stories, it just creates like a, a great systematized way to produce a ton of content with, uh, I don't want to say, well, well, with less work. It just is less.
2: <laughs> that's the whole point of it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's awesome. Hey, I, I'd love to go through that last, um, the, the simple structure, those S's. Totally. I'd like to go through that with you and maybe bring that into a tangible example for let's say a wedding or a portrait photographer. I'll let you choose. So like the five S's of this, like to produce something simple, short, shareable, uh, superhero, uh, the supportive quality of it. um, Could we maybe play out an example of how a wedding or portrait photographer um, would follow this? Which one do you want to be, wedding or portrait?
2: It don't matter. Why don't you pick? I'll ask you a series of questions. You pick and we'll, we'll go straight through it and you'll see exactly how it works.
1: Love it. Let's do portraiture then.
2: Okay, so you're a portrait photographer. Um, who would you kind of identify as your your primary audience?
1: Yeah, let's go. I'm a family portrait photographer, and I've really focused up there. So uh, family, families would be it. Um, moms, uh, moms and dads, but it's probably, you know, 80, 20 moms.
2: Okay, perfect. So what we're going to do is if we go back to that kind of audience question, you're going to actually define that out. And what I would have you do is actually build out a persona. But for right now, let's just say um, that your primary target audience, the people that are hiring you most, they are moms and they have two kids, kind of the, the typical American family kind of, you know, dynamic. Um, what is it exactly that you are selling to them?
1: Yeah. What I would be selling to them is the, um, the emotion, uh, and the memory that's tied to that emotion of like, uh, or maybe the inverse of that, of being with my kids during this stage of life. Cause it's, it's transitional. It's always transitional, and I'd also be selling to them the fact that I'm most of the time as a mom, I'm channeling my momness right now. Most of the time I'm I'm just an observer of it. I'm the one who's maybe taking pictures of them at the park, or I'm taking pictures of them working on the craft, or I'm taking pictures of them running through the sprinkler. But I'm very rarely a part of those memories in those photographs. And Got so it. I'd be I'd be selling that.
2: Okay. Um, I'm, I'm writing this down by the way, as we go, yeah. just so I can keep it on my mind. It's good. Okay. So this is super interesting already because your who has been very clearly identified. Um, you are approaching families. Uh, your primary person that is hiring you is the mothers. Mm -hmm. Um, you mentioned that as far as the, what you're selling, um, I'm going to put the, what you're, you're really focusing on capturing of emotion. You mentioned kind of several fleeting moments type, type thing, right? Like Mm -hmm. kind of making sure that as fast as time is passing, that they are, uh, able to kind of remember and, and create wonderful memories, right? So memories
1: and the clarity um, of that is, yes, I want to remember my kids, but the clarity is, I think as a mom, I want my kids to be able to go back and remember that I was there with them because so often, there's too many photographs where I'm not there with them in those images. And so I, it's, it's part of this desire as a parent that I want my kids to know that I was there. So when they look back at them, they, they have those memories come back up of me as well.
2: Okay. So what would be all the moments that your, this, this target mom, um, Mm -hmm. what would be all the moments that they might not have the opportunity to hire your services?
1: I'm going to restate. So what are the moments that they might not have the opportunity to hire my services?
2: So you're a, you're a photographer and it's safe to say that these mothers can only hire you three, four times a year, most, right? So what are other times opportunities that they would want that service, but not necessarily be able to have a professional follow them around? what would they be doing um, at those times?
1: Yeah. I mean, so what I'm hearing you ask me is like, well, yeah, we're going to do like our family pictures once a year. We're going to do some Christmas pictures, but like, there's all these other times in the year that I would love to have a photographer and I just can't afford it. It's not in the timeline. It's not in the budget. Um, I'm not organized enough. <laughs> so, and it would probably be just like, um, I, I I think a lot about summer. Um, and so that there's a summer's a really special time. It's always a special time for me as a kid, but it's a special time now that I look at my own kids. Um, where I, 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 we love our backyard and the the slip and slide action that goes on, uh, in the backyard, the woofle ball, the ghost in the graveyard. I don't know if that's a Midwest thing, but here in Ohio, we play ghost in the graveyard, uh, outside. Oh, my goodness, catching fireflies at night. Um, that just happened. Um, we, we just went out and caught fireflies at dusk. Um, uh, so there's all these like very, um, serendipitous moments that I couldn't have even imagined were going to happen that day. There's no way I could have even thought to hire a photographer to document it because it just happened out of nowhere.
2: Okay, perfect. So now I'm going to ask why should your target audience care about your message? What is the one thing that would matter in their lives that would make them remember? Why so should they care me, about whatever Ben Hartley the photographer?
1: Is, is? Is that right? What's that? You're asking me as the photographer, what, what moms, what's the, say, ask yeah, again.
2: what is the takeaway for them? Like, why should they care about you, your service, any of this?
1: Yeah, they should care because in six months, their kids are going to be different. Um, their teeth are front two teeth are gonna be gone, their personalities are gonna be different, their energy, their I mean, they it's it just is, at least at my age to the kids, they should care because in six months it's gonna change. And as fantastic and wonderful a, that I believe my memory is, um, it fades far faster than I would like. Um So it's all that I'll have, uh, to remember this by.
2: Okay. So if I were consulting you, let's say on your website, right. I have enough to actually help you start putting together what I would call like a clarified message. And we, I start the process of creating viral content from this place. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is because if we go, if you just start throwing things at the wall, we're going to land in that space where even if you get a video, And the off chance that something goes viral is not necessarily going to have any direct impact on your business because it wasn't well-focused or targeted. Mm. But you've identified specifically family photography as what you're selling. Um, The kind of primary, the primary what there is really memories. It's to be able to be in those photographs. It's to be able to capture fleeting moments. The person that's buying them is the mother. And why they should care is because your kids are going to be different six months from now. Things are going to change and you want to be able to live and relive those moments. So as a clarified message, if I were looking at a website, I might even say like, why not on the website, say right there in bold, right over your splash image, um, I help document fleeting moments or I, I help you capture and live in each family moment or in each important moment. Mm-hmm. So that can actually very easily be turned into a clarified message. And you want to kind of probably think about it a little bit more and come up with something a little bit better than what I just said, but that is what you're going to hang over the wall. So I say like, wherever you're going to sit down and write, we're going to place mom, family photography. I help you capture and live in the moments, or mm-hmm. I help you capture and live in your best moments because now you have an entire kind of, well, basis for exactly the content you're going to be creating, who you're speaking to, what are their needs, everything, right? So you obviously want them to come and hire you as a photographer to come out and document. But I had you list out all the different opportunities where a mother or a father might want photographs, but they're not going to have the opportunity to actually hire you. So what I'm going to say is that for all the content that you create, I want you to be the person that they trust to either document or help them capture their best family moments. If you're not doing it, you're the person helping them to do it. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do we create, let's say first start with a broad audience. um, Let's start with a broad audience, 30 second piece of content with exactly what you defined. You mentioned the slip and slide, right? Mm -hmm. What if you could help them to capture really cool slip and slide photos on their own?
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Would that be a pretty interesting concept?
1: Yeah, for sure.
2: Okay. So summer comes around. We're going to do amazing slip and slide photos. I'm going to teach my clients how to create those for themselves. So how do we make it follow the simple, short, shareable, superhero. Um, how do we make it follow this this framework? Well, simple means that it has to be relatable. Mm-hmm. What is the, that mom, that father, what are they using to actually shoot with? You have, you're use holding their your phone. phone.
1: Holding my, my phone, my phone up, right? right now. Yeah, they're grabbing their, mm-hmm. their phones.
2: Okay, so they're going to grab their phone. So what you're going to do is say, you're going to open up. We already have a title and we already have something kind of simple.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Let me show you how to create awesome slip inside photos with just your phone Love it. or it can be you know it's hot it's time for the slip and slide you're going to take awesome photos with just your phone okay we're going to keep this in the 30 second structure so it's going to be short which means that right after that we need to start getting to it and what i might start with like kind of as a as a better hook is mom and dad instead of this here's how you take incredible slip and slide photos with just your phone hmm So you've identified your target audience. You told them, hey, don't do this. We're going to go and do this instead. Mm -hmm. It's going to be easy with just your phone. Step one, on a hot day, lay out your slip and slide. Step two, grab your phone. And instead of shooting at a high angle, as soon as the action starts, you're going to lower the phone down to the ground. Okay. So step two, lower the phone down to the ground. Step three, once the action begins, you're going to use burst mode, slide right to the left to shoot burst mode. Okay, now choose your favorite image. And instead of this, you get images like this. Mm -hmm. And you say, this is where you would say your plug, right? So follow me. And that's where you get to your clarified message. Yeah. Follow me to live life's best moments. And when you want me to capture them for you, reach out or whatever we're going to say there. We want it to be like three seconds. If it's a 30 second video, you want that piece to be three seconds, if not less. Love it. Okay. So that's a piece that actually has broad I think audience we just reach. went
1: viral. <laughs> yeah,
2: because you would see that and you'd be like, hey, I want to share this with so and so, right? Yeah. But what you just did was you just reached 100,000 families um, and maybe like 99,000 of them are going to follow you just to learn how to use their phones. But there's going to be a thousand in there that are like, Hey, I'm in the area. I want to get Ben to actually come and shoot my family. Right. Mm -hmm. So you can also kind of incorporate in there your own work. So you can say, look how great this looks from a phone. Here's what it looks like on a, as you know, from a professional camera, or here's what it looks like shot by a professional. Mm -hmm. So you can even show them the difference between them and, give them another reason to kind of like reach out yeah but that would be a targeted piece of content that would actually reach your audience and that would actually be a broad type piece right a more narrow piece to just the mother would be thinking of like what are some of the pain points that the mother might have when planning a photo shoot Hmm. so this might be hey mom here are three steps on dressing the kids and getting them ready for the photo shoot or just here are three steps on finding the right clothes for your photo shoot yeah now we immediately know from the title that it's not going to be as broad because it's not really something that you know everybody might want to bust out a slip and slide in the summer and go play and have fun and use their phone this is designed specifically for the mom that's taking photos but it's still going to be viral enough that it's getting better than normal engagement And the people that it's reaching are highly targeted and exactly looking for what it is that you provide.
1: It's awesome, man. Dude, I love this. I'm excited for 12-week you. I'm I'm (laughs) stoked about it, man. That's so cool. Bye. Thanks for breaking that down. And thanks for role playing that live. That was really fun for me. I got to tap into um my like my momness like uh <laughs> it was a lot of fun for me to do. I love role playing, man. Um it was killer. That's so awesome. yeah, Are the
2: people p- coming through with questions or anything like that, I'm noticing that they're just Mentioning live, but I don't know if there's questions popping up anywhere. There's just a
1: lot of hearts and thumbs up. uh Carmen just do a, a, a mind blown uh up there as well. So, master um, members, if you do have questions, feel free to ask them. And Pie's actually on it. Yeah, Crystal's like this perfection. Thank you. um Feel free to ask, and and we can also while I got him here, I can we can do some live questions as well. Um, Pie. Maybe what we'll do is I'm gonna uh, I'd love to wrap up the podcast here and then we can head sure. over to the mass mind group and, and stay live for them for a little bit longer. Um uh man, where can people find out more about 12 week you, about the viral, um 12 week viral market? Is that what it's called?
2: Yeah, so 12 week you, um, you guys can just follow that, the podcast. I'd love for you guys to follow the podcast. Um, we're also on Instagram, and whatnot. We've put a little pause on it just to kind of um, I guess, recalibrate and kind of get our focus in. Uh, and there's a story behind that, but I don't think we have time for that. So um, in August, we're going to be starting back up and I'll be coming on and we'll be talking about kind of all these different concepts. When the course is actually ready and we open enrollment, that'll be the first place that we we talk about it.
1: It's awesome. And then there's one more thing too. I, you know, I did mention earlier um, the visual flow presets uh and workflow process that you have. Um, photographers, uh Pi was generous enough to hook you guys up. Um, anyone who's interested in the visual flow presets, and maybe Pi, you can speak a little bit to that, because I know it's different than just the typical Lightroom preset that you click and it just kind of does the things. Um but Pi does have 20% off uh, for the listeners uh, and then 33% off bundles. Um, there's going to be a code there. And I'm going to drop it into the mastermind group right next to this video. I'm going I'm to just going to put that code right there. And so, again, if you want that, just go ahead and, and uh, hop into the mastermind group. You can grab that code. Everyone who's listening live right now, again, it's going to be 20% off that. Pi, um, do you mind explaining a little bit about what the, the visual flow presets uh, I know we're taking of kind of a hard turn here, but I just think it's so different than maybe how photographers have uh, traditionally thought of uh, thought about presets as.
2: For sure. So um, I, we we thought that this would be the most applicable thing to your audience um, is Visual Flow presets because it's something designed to free up your time, so you can focus more on Ben's business education and on actually implementing everything that you're teaching and spending more time with your family, all of the above. So it's. We created this system. Um, this was another framework that this is why I'm a framework person. Yeah. <laughs> so what we noticed is that presets don't really work because as photographers, we're shooting in you know, tons of different lighting conditions. So about five years ago, I started to actually collect uh, an ongoing catalog. It had 10,000 plus images where I just tried to show every single possible lighting condition that we would typically be shooting in. Um, then I actually started to say, okay, well, which of these lighting conditions are different enough? that they would require different development on them. Like, so we have to approach presets different. This is why presets don't work because you shoot in a hundred different lighting conditions and the preset was designed for one. Yeah. So so what I did was I grouped them up and we ended up submitting uh, a patent around lighting condition based development. So what it is, is we start with a baseline look. There's currently four different looks and styles that we have, as well as a retouching toolkit for Lightroom we start with a baseline look and then we adapt it to the different lighting conditions that you're working in so what mm-hmm. you end up getting they're not only adapted but they're tested across those thousands of images so when you shoot in hard light you choose hard light when you shoot in a high dynamic range scene you choose hdr when it's backlit when it's tungsten when it's mixed light mm-hmm. when it's oversaturated so instead of you know kind of having to make manual adjustments you have a single look that is then adapted to each of the lighting conditions. And so Mm -hmm. all you do is just choose the lighting edition. It's as close as you'll ever get to like a a one-click result. So typically our our users will say that, you know, if it took them 12 hours to edit a wedding before or four hours to edit a portrait session, their time gets cut to less than 50%. So a lot of them are anywhere between 50% and even less. Like the 12 hours gets cut to like three, four hours you know, people are editing entire Porter sessions in 30 minutes. Um, so it's it's our first step to resolve this post production issue. The next step that we've been working on for two years is actually full AI, and that is something that we're close to.
1: Wow you 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 tease you! Uh, I didn't know that, man. That's exciting. Okay, cool. Um, so that's, uh, if anyone's curious, again, the, the visual flow presets, I'll get a link in the show notes as well. Um, and the 20% off code is going to be in the group, 30% off group, uh, uh, 30% off the bundles is also there as well. Bye. Thank you again, man. Hey, b- before we go, where do you want to direct people to? Is there like the space that you're like, this is my hub. This is where I want you to go to. <laughs> where, where do you want the audience to head? What my is, hub your... is
2: probably just Pi So okay. everything is going to go through that spot.
1: Okay. PyJursa just uh yeah. on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh on just
2: Instagram. Pydress on Instagram.
1: Okay, good. PyJersa on Instagram. Bye. Thank you so much, my friend. I really appreciate you.
2: Of course, guys. Okay. Thanks for having me, Ben.
1: Of course. Podcast listeners, thank you for tuning in today. This was a really fun exercise to even process the the uh, uh, the framework that Pi has uh, developed here to a role play. I hope that that role play helps you kind of get inside and, uh, and make this framework a real tangible thing. I can't more highly recommend that you follow Piedrisa over on Instagram because when you do, you're going to see... Uh, you'll see the execution, you'll see the creative, and you'll see the way that all of this uh, uh, bubbles up to the surface. And so uh, podcast listeners, thank you again for being here. Keep showing up.